Hi, welcome to our podcast, Electronic Quarterback. My name is Steve Taylor. I'm here with my friend Terry Donnelly from Hill Street Bevco. And uh, we're here to talk a little bit about technology, the impact technology's had on leadership and on uh, disruptive business models uh, like the one that Terry's going to talk to us about today. So Terry, maybe just tell us a little bit about uh, Hill Street Bevco and, and what you've been up to the last little while. Well, Hill Street Beverage Company is a um, producer of alcohol-free wine and beer that is actually moving into the cannabis space. So we've got a patented suite of technologies that allows us to infuse cannabis into liquids like wine and beer cocktails um, that mimics the onset and duration of alcohol. So you feel it within about five minutes, it's out of your bloodstream in about three hours, and it has absolutely zero impact on the aroma and taste of the product. So I can put it in water and it tastes like water, I can put it in a beautiful Sauvignon Blanc and it tastes like a beautiful Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, so we're preparing for the legal market as soon as it uh, opens up, probably sometime in early 2020, as soon as Health Canada gives the green light. And i um, very excited about what the future holds. We think this is a hugely disruptive move to the alcohol industry. Um, you know, we've seen alcohol sales drop by as much as 30% in states where cannabis has become legal. Really? And, and beverages are the fastest growing category in the cannabis uh, industry right now. So some of the big guys should be a little bit worried about this then with those kind of numbers. Well, we're hoping. You know, they, uh, <laughs> if they're not making major investments in the space like Constellation and, uh, and, and Altria, you know, tobacco companies as well, pharmaceutical companies, all of them are looking at the disruption that cannabis uh, uh, could represent to their sector. Uh, Molson has entered the marketplace as well. AB InBev has entered the marketplace through a joint venture. Um, so there's, there are some investments that are happening as they kind of watch to see what this is going to do to them. Um, but, you know, the, the alcohol industry is a trillion dollar business, right? It's one of the few trillion dollar businesses that are out there. And, and cannabis actually has the potential to be larger um, than alcohol, pharmaceutical and food products combined. Uh, 150 years ago, cannabis was, was the world's most valuable agricultural crop. Hmm. Uh, and I predict within 10 years, it will become that again. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So how, how has, uh, you've been at this a little while now with Hill Street. Yeah. How, has the, how has technology helped you guys get the business started, help you position, help give you some advantage as you've entered into this? Uh, well, I mean, first, we operate our company completely virtually. I mean, we have production facilities, bottling and canning lines, and those are obviously very physical things. Yeah. But the entire leadership team is actually distributed with no executive office. Uh, all of us work from home. We are completely mobile. We're completely functional, uh, no matter where we happen to be. I can be in an airport lounge. I can be in my living room. I can be in a boardroom at, at a client's uh, office. And I'm as functional and as efficient and as effective uh, as I would be if I was sitting in a Hill Street executive suite. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that technology actually is the enabler of our products. So even though it's a, okay. it's a physical yep. product, right? We're making a yep. liquid in a bottle. Um, without advances in science and technology, that, that wouldn't be available. The technology didn't exist two years ago to infuse cannabis into a liquid. 
so, so the technology portfolio that we're building our, our business on is, is advances in disruptive technology uh, from a plant science standpoint. Um, and, and, you know, the final piece is in terms of consumer relationships. Um, we're, we're prohibited from marketing and advertising the cannabis product. So without having technology enabling us to create one-to-one -one relationships with people who are of age, mm -hmm. who've certified that they're of age, um, there'd be no way for us to literally talk about our product with a customer. Um, so it's, it's, you know, one of those businesses that, you know, without the advancement of technology, we would be, you know, hamstrung. So the CRM does become pretty important in that kind of a crucial. marketing dynamic. It's crucial. It's the, really the yeah. only way yeah. that you can build a relationship with a consumer. Yeah, interesting. And so just going back to the, the virtual, so a virtual company yeah. Yeah. with a physical product, yeah. which, is, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, how, but how important is it to get together every once in a while? It's face a, to face, it's you know, extremely have a important. meeting. Yeah, we actually, right? we, we have a scheduled team meeting, an all day meeting once a month. Um, we have scheduled virtual meetings every week and we do those uh, with religious uh, consistency. But that, that physical presence once a month where you can sit together, mm -hmm. you can bond, you can have cultural connection. Yeah. Uh, we share a meal uh, every time we do it. Um, and really creating that, that sense of friendship and collaboration, yeah. uh, that sense of a mission, you know, that we're all working towards something that's greater than ourselves um, is, is really crucial. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that, you know, we realized running a virtual business that we were missing. Yeah. Uh, and the business moves so fast that a lot of times we feel that physical time together is actually slowing us down. But in, in the short term, it slows you down, but it actually accelerates everything you're doing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that ability to really understand <clears throat> where everyone on the team is headed, getting all oars rowing in the same direction, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, is just super important. So Terry, there may be nobody that's placed more leaders uh, in at least in the city of Toronto, maybe in Canada, than you over the last 20 years, 25 years. Um, <laughs> so I'm just curious, just in terms of technology and the changes that we started to talk about today, how have you seen that impact the type of leaders that companies look for and, and, and kind of what works in terms of leadership? Well, we, you know, I started my career in executive search and moved into marketing and product management uh, later on. So in that first, you know, 25 years of, of being in the executive search business, I started in the analog world, you know, where fax machines were a new thing. Yep. And then ended up in, you know, completely virtualized uh, organizations. And, and I think probably the best example you, I could give you is that sort of military construct of top-down management. You know, we had to be on the perch overlooking all the divisions moving through the battle as they worked their way through. And corporations were very much the same thing. It was a benevolent dictatorship with all of the edicts being issued from on high from yeah. the ivory tower that went down to the front line. And now with the virtualization of communications where you have instant communication from anyone to anyone all the time, um, it's a bottom-up construct. So leadership has literally inverted itself. It's turned on its head. Uh, so you now have people on the very front lines who are immediately accessible to the chairman of the company, right? Telling them instantly 
what to do. So, so leadership has you know, now become about removing roadblocks to allow your frontline people yeah. to be able to actually deliver to the mission of the company and, and making sure that in a real-time basis that the company, that every person in the company uh, knows how the, the pace of change is affecting them, the changes in strategy, the changes in direction, uh, and that you're balancing that to make sure you've got the consistency of communication, that everybody feels like all the oars are rowing in the same direction all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really uh, completely inverted. It's totally, itself. totally yeah. changed. Yeah. What about, does, does it make, does it create an opportunity or, or a challenge or a problem that leaders could become overly tactical? Absolutely. You know, and it's one of those things where, you know, I spend my time literally dealing with customer care issues. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, dealing with yeah. major strategic problems. Right. Right. And so, you know, I have individual shareholders that call me on my mobile at all times of the day and night uh, asking about, you know, the latest thing that was, you know, what about this? When are you going to do this? All those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, dealing with major strategic fundamental constructs of our business you know yeah. in, in our business with with cannabis we're you know, i like to say we're a formula one team that's paving the racetrack as we're driving on it yeah and, great analogy yeah and so it's it's the kind of thing that that you know you you have to kind of remove yourself yeah. and keep keep that long-term strategic roadmap in mind yeah while while constantly clearing the path in front of you yeah that's the balance that's the yeah. balance well Let's talk a little bit more about uh, about your company. Yeah. So you were mentioning before one of these products here won some awards. So yes, we, we've actually. I, I want to hear about that because yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty exciting. We are we have a, a craft logger that's actually won three world championships. Yeah. Um, you know, and in the non-alcoholic beer space, we're, we've got five thousand competitors competing for that title. Wow. So it's not an insignificant uh, accolade and. and We've literally been on the podium of the World Beer Championships every year uh, since we launched the product. Incredible. Um, our, our, our lager has won three World Championships. Our Pilsner has won two silvers and a bronze in the three years that it's been out. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're kind of dominating the category for non-alcoholic uh, beer. Um, our, and, our Cabernet yeah. Sauvignon, uh, which is our, our new red wine, um, won a double gold medal at the San Francisco International Wine Competition. There's probably 150 wineries around the world that make non-alcoholic wine. Um, and a double gold medal is when the judges have unanimously, in blind taste testing, chosen a particular wine mm -hmm. to be the gold medal winner. So that's the first time ever that a non-alcoholic wine has, has won a double gold in San Francisco. So uh, we're really proud of, of that. And that's, again, there's a lot of technology that has gone into the production of yeah. these kinds of products. I think to make these, them were, these things were undrinkable five years ago. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yet now we're making, like we're sort of moving into producing fine vintage alcohol-free wine yeah. that will be infused with cannabis yeah. and deliver the same level of intoxication as you get with alcohol. And um, so uh, your company's public? Yes. Yeah. How do you like being a public company? Well, Blue this, Rush is a public company as well. Yes, this, so, is, uh, this is my eighth public company that I've been a board member or an executive yeah. team member in. And, um, and so there's a rhythm and a cycle that you just get acclimated to. Yeah. You know, that reporting cycle. 
Uh, there's a set of language skills you've got to yep. learn in order to stay, you know, true to the uh, OSC requirements. But um, you know, it it does certainly fundamentally transform the way you run a business. Yeah. And uh, ticker symbol. The ticker for symbol everybody. is beer. It's beer. the greatest ticker symbol in the country, I think. And I think it's I think it's the ultimate irony. Because How did you get that? I have no idea. You know, it's it's. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, you have those days when you don't think, think anything's going to work. Yeah. And then you have those yeah. things that happen and you just know absolutely everything's going to work. Yeah. And when we got the beer ticker symbol, that was one of yeah. those days that I went, you know, this just may actually work. Yeah. You so, can have days like that. And then the, later that day, it's the other kind of day. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah but it, all yeah. in all, you just want to know yeah. that at the end of the day, you were a little bit more on the plus side. More ahead. Yeah. Than you were the day yeah. before. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I love it. Keep paving the road. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks very Steve. much for your time today. Pleasure. And, thanks for uh, having me. And continued success with the venture. Thank you. Wonderful. All right. Thank you for watching this episode of Electronic Quarterback. Don't forget to rate, review, and of course, subscribe to our podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much.